And when people don't have an easy touch point to ask those questions to, they go to Google. So thinking about what are the problems that my offer solves? What are the touch points that people would need in order to work with me? And creating kind of a path of like breadcrumbs along the way. there and welcome to the Just Boldly Go podcast, where I help women face their fears, set goals, and take imperfect action towards creating a life they can't wait to get out of bed for every single day. If you'd like to see what we have going on, you can head over to justboldlygo.com. And if you're a women-owned business, we'd love to invite you to join our women-owned business directory at sheowns.org. All right, I have with me today Meg Casebold, who This is actually our first time chatting, and I'm really excited to talk to her because the things that she does in the internet space are super awesome and something that I really suck at. So I'm really excited to talk to you about this today. (laughs) I think you might be better at it than you think you are. I feel like SEO feels overwhelming, but often people who are just running their businesses are doing a great job at it and just don't know it. So there's my little pep talk for you to just start things off. Sort of true, but I probably (laughs) forget it too. So anyway. Lovely to have you here and tell us about what you do. Okay. So my name is Meg. I run Love at First Search, which is a consulting firm that we help usually female or women identified run businesses to get found in search results. And then once you're found, it's really also important to me that you turn those people into leads. You know, uh, there are business models in which it makes sense to just get as many eyeballs as humanly possible onto your site if you're running display ads and Google ads. But for most of us who are business owners, we don't just want traffic, we want leads. We want people to come to our websites, to join our email lists, to fill out our contact forms, to buy our products, whatever the call to action is. So I'm focused on not just let's get you in front of an audience, but let's get you in front of the right audience. Let's get you in front of people who actually want to work with you and will buy from you, (laughs) which is a little bit of a different focus than a lot of traffic people out there. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually, it's perfect. In fact, I think I'm going to have to hire you. So um, we'll talk (laughs) about that later. I can't tell you how many podcast interviews I do that end with the host hiring me. Well, I mean, that's exactly what we want. It's like, I don't want just people hitting my website. Like, great, you hit my website. But if you don't buy from me, like, what good are you to me? (laughs) So I don't want to sound selfish, but, you know. It is what it is. That's what we right. I will produce content for people, but I want to make sure that the people for whom I am producing content will benefit from it. Yeah. Love that. So how did you start doing this? Is it, it, I mean, like fresh out of college, this is what you did or how did it, how did you get here? I am honored to think that you think that I'm that young. Um, I, uh, I spent, I got a degree in political science and then I got a master's degree in community development, totally unrelated to what I do now. I spent a decade working for nonprofits and small businesses in their communications, fundraising, marketing space. And when you work in small businesses and nonprofits, you wear a lot of hats, which included building websites for all of these different nonprofits, like getting them onto WordPress and setting up their MailChimp accounts and doing their social media images and all of that. 
And so then in 2013, got married, got pregnant, <laughs> looked at the salary, looked at the cost of childcare, decided it was time to start a web design business because I could make money doing that in the pockets of time that you have as yeah. a new parent and started working with a lot of nonprofits, small businesses, right back in that same space where I felt really comfortable and helping them build their websites. They love their websites, but they felt like, well, I just like, I paid you a lot of money and nobody knew is finding me. And that's awkward. <laughs> it it's really awkward when you're like, well, all we talked about was like your brand colors. We didn't really talk about your search strategy. So I started teaching myself as a web designer, what are the things that I can do for my clients to help them show up in search? And it started with just like, wait, how do I fill out this Yoast button thing? And just kind of spiraled from there. And I talked to a bunch of my friends who are also web designers and said, how do you balance like learning the SEO with also keeping up with the CSS and the trends and the plugins and all that? And they're like, uh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> That's what I do. I don't. <laughs> and so basically someone said, wait a minute do you do that? Because I would just hire you to do that and I can focus on the web design and the, the opportunity. It felt like a blue ocean. And it all started from collaborations with web designers, with copywriters, with marketing coaches, where they would produce the, you know, the copywriting and the web design. And I would go in and optimize and come up with a search strategy and figure out how to do that for them. And then it just blossomed from there into done for you services directly for clients, white label partnerships with other service providers. And then I also have a pretty strong training arm within the business now. So that way entrepreneurs can learn how to do SEO for their businesses with support, not just here's a YouTube video of a bald guy, but like, no, what does it mean for your business? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> our, our stories are so similar. Like you have no idea. Like, <laughs> Um, except, I mean, the, the reasons we started are different, but the point where you said like childcare is like in, insane. And that's, yeah. When I first started my business, that was because I was in debt and, you know, I was like, well, I better get a job because I got to pay this off. I can't just make my husband pay off, you know, this insane amount of debt that I've incurred. So, but the childcare, like it was insane. I had three little kids and I, I was paying, I, I actually substitute taught for a little bit, but I was paying more, well, not quite more, but almost what I was making in a day is what I was paying for childcare. And that's just insane. And, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, like my business has turned into what it's turned into and kind of why I started the podcast because, you know, women shouldn't be limited in you know what they do in starting a business or whatever, just because they have kids. Like we can do this with the kids right here with us and we can make it work. I mean, there's a reason it's called the mother tax of like, you don't get the promotion. You don't get the job. If, it, if, if your resume says the word PTA on it, you're not getting the job. Or if you do, you're not going to make as much as somebody, even, even single women who don't have that sort of experience there, the studies show that they get offered more opportunities because people think that mothers are flakes and then you get less of an income. And so you're spending all of it on childcare and you're supposed to just go, well, I guess I'm not eating for five years until they get into public school. And then and your child care just goes to karate lessons, you know? Exactly. That's exactly karate is like weirdly expensive. Yeah, my son did karate and it was weirdly expensive. I spent so much money on that. That was yeah. 
Yeah. And now they're teenagers and I have to buy cars and all this other stuff for them. So. Oh my God. Always- I, have a, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, so I am not in that space yet. There, you'll get there. It goes so fast. Like, I feel like my kids were just six, five and four, and now they're uh, 18, 16 and 15. So it's oh like, my gosh. yeah, it goes fast, but yeah, I mean, this is, and that's a, a great reason why, you know, just starting your own business is really no overhead. You can do it from home. You don't have to pay for childcare. You just do your own thing in your own time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really an ideal solution if you can figure out a way to do it. Yeah. And my kids have always gone to at least part-time childcare, but I get to choose my hours. I get to choose my pickup and drop off. I get, you know, it's not, it's my decision. And I feel like having that sort of autonomy and agency around my time was so valuable to me and being able to do part-time and have time with them. And then slowly they're, they scaled up to almost full-time and sometime with my mom, but then, you know, COVID. Yeah, exactly. For a long time, when my kids were small, we had a nanny who just, it was only during the summer, like, because they didn't have any school or anything else like that. And they were just here all the time. And I didn't, I, I couldn't get anything done. And, but she only came from like nine to one Monday through Friday, she cleaned and she took care of the kids. And it was just like, win, win, win. All the oh, way that's the dream. <laughs> So when you are, you know, approach a new client with their, their website, you know, SEO, one of the things that I have always struggled with is, you know, people are so focused on keywords. And I feel like once you start focusing too much on keywords and getting them in the paragraphs this many times, it starts to feel like a robot. Oh my God. Yeah. So I'm assuming you have a different approach from that traditional. I do. I have a YouTube video on this too. We can put it in the show notes, but my approach is very much like you should not choose one keyword. I feel like SEO plugins have really led us astray and they've told us like, you need to take this same five word phrase and put it into these 10 places in the same order and then you'll win. And that's not how it works. Google is much smarter than these plugins are. And so what I like to do is say, go find like, three, five different phrases that are related to each other and utilize them in all of the places that these plugins are telling you to use. You know, your title and your subheadings and your alt text and all those different places, they don't all have to be the same phrase. So the example I actually give in the YouTube video, so it's fresh in my mind, is like if you're a social media person and you're talking about an editorial plan for your Facebook posts and a content calendar for your social media and your social media posting schedule, those are three separate keywords that mean essentially the same thing. You can use them in a way that feels natural, that feels conversational, and you can rank for all three of those terms. You don't have to choose one. I love that. That's great. Because right? like a human. <laughs> and yeah, I want to read these super robotic over-optimized posts. They're so boring. They really are. And you know, it, just because the plugin says to do it this way, and just because more people may hit your website, like you said, if they're not buying, what good is it doing you anyway? I yeah. If it's written so awfully that nobody wants to read it, then not only are people not going to buy from you, but you're going to see what's called, it's called a pogo rate, which cracks me up every time I say it, which is when people are on Google, they go to your website, they go back to Google. Google notices that if people yeah. don't stick around on your page, if you have a high bounce rate or a high pogo rate, well, they go back to Google, not just leaving the browser window um, that will impact your rank. So instead of worrying about over-optimizing, I say create content that's really awesome 
that people want to read and then make sure that it has phrases people are already looking for. And sometimes, especially when you're talking about non-tangible offers, you know, like coaches who are helping with uh, confidence, write something from your heart. And then in a few months, go and look at the data and say, what what really jumped out at people? What did Google think this post was about? And then you can go in and optimize once you have that information. But you don't have to start from the point always of like, let me find the keywords and let me come up with a, you know, full outline of a plan. That doesn't work for everyone. Right. Absolutely. So for people who are just starting out with their websites, um, you know, how important is it to start with good SEO from the beginning? Or is it something that they can wait till they like, you know, wait around a little while. I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here when I say this, but like, it kind of depends on your business. It depends on your goals. If you already have a strong audience and you have people on social who are finding you and you have referral partnerships, you may not need SEO at all, you know, or if you, you know, there, it, it doesn't have to be an essential part of every business, but it also doesn't have to be something that, oh, you hit a hundred thousand followers and then you can start with SEO. No, there's no weird, like this is the time for it. It can be something that's baked into your content and your website strategy from day one. So, you know, two months ago, I started a new website cause I just like to build websites and I know every single thing I'm going to write on it for the next six months because I know how SEO works. I'm already getting traffic for it. And it's only been two months because I know what the topics are that I want to talk about. It doesn't have to be once your website has five years of domain authority or like there's no there's no timeline that is perfect or milestones you have to hit before you have to think about it you can start seo the minute you buy your domain but you can also if you've been in your business for 10 years and you haven't done it that doesn't mean that the time has passed right okay And it doesn't mean you need it to start a successful business. Plenty of people do without it. Plenty of people only have it and don't have social. Like finding a marketing strategy that works for you is more important to me than like fitting your business into all these different boxes. Yeah, that makes sense. I think SEO is important though uh, for people like me who um, lack consistency (laughs) with social media. Like I'm so bad at it that I feel like, you know, focusing on my SEO would probably be a lot more helpful me personally. Well, then people can find you whenever it makes sense for them. And, you know, when you have people who are searching for something and you have content that solves a problem for them and you have like a certain depth of content, then they can deep dive and they can get to know you without you needing to show up all the time. So if you have really great show notes for your podcast and people are Googling for something and they find the show notes and they subscribe to your podcast and they go back and listen to back back episodes, like they can go down the rabbit hole of what you've already created and really feel like they know you without any touch points from you, without any time sensitive, anything from you. This is why I'm hiring you. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite situations to watch. Well, I can't, you know, you can start SEO right from the very beginning and that can be fun. But I also really love working with people who already have content that we can leverage where you've been creating and you haven't necessarily been thinking of SEO. And then you get to dig in and go, oh, there's a treasure trove of information here. I have a really bad habit of just like making all the things, like creating everything and then never doing anything with it. So yeah, that's my big problem. Join the club. (laughs) (laughs) It's way more fun to create than it is to optimize. But if you can 
optimize something that you've already created and get eyeballs on it and without needing to create something new. No, it's not as sexy. It's not as much like, you know, big launch energy. Um, but man, it's really nice to just, just have consistent new people finding you without needing to like scramble and hustle. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. All right, let's do this. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So what's your best tip for, you know, a woman who may not have started her business yet, but she's, you know, feeling like there's something that she wants to do. She's just not quite sure how to get there. What would you say to her? I would say, take yourself out of the situation for a few minutes and think about who you are trying to serve and what they might search for to find you. There's a weird psychological thing that you have to like be very empathetic for SEO. I think people think that it's all spreadsheets and keywords, but it's a lot of empathy, which is if somebody needed what I offer, not just like what's, you know, if somebody needs a a website, it's not just web designer that they're searching for. Yes, they might be. They might be searching for web designer Portland or or something along those lines. That's very straightforward, but they might also be looking for like, "Hmm, should I build it on WordPress or Squarespace? Should I DIY it or do I need to hire somebody? If I'm building it on WordPress, what's the best hosting software? You know, like there's so many questions that often happen before they get to the point of hiring. And when people don't have an easy touch point to ask those questions to, they go to Google. So thinking about what are the problems that my offer solves? What are the touch points that people would need in order to work with me? And creating kind of a path of like breadcrumbs along the way. Like before people work with me, what do they need to know? That's often the place that I start with people is what's the offer that you want to do first? Pick one, one offer right now. And I know you can do branding and websites and social media and all that. And like, I work with so many quote unquote, multi-passionate entrepreneurs and I love them, but I have to say, pick one thing first. Yes. My call before this was with a, a travel guide who was, when we started working together, she's like, I want to travel with people to Europe. And I'm like, cool. Where? Europe. (laughs) Cool. Where? And so we got it narrowed down to Spain, France, and Italy. And I'm like, okay, where in Spain? Where in France? Where in Italy? Oh, I prefer Northern Italy and Southern Southern France. Okay. I'm going to do the keyword research and I'm going to look up what are people looking for in the (laughs) Lyon and in the French Riviera. And we're not going to talk about Paris. We're just going to talk about Southern France. We're just going to talk about Northern Italy. That's it. We can talk about all of Europe. You can take people anywhere in Europe. I need you to pick one place first. Take a map, shoot a dart at it. That's what you're selling first. And now she's ranking for these really cool Southern French pastries. And I'm like, yes, that's what we're talking about is people who are thinking about Southern French pastries. And they're going, who can I hire to help me find these special patisserie? Like, It has to get that specific. And that's how small business owners can rank because she's not going to show up number one for French tour guide. Right. It's going to be the mega bus companies that are going to rank for that. But if she can show up for people who want to do French uh, patisserie tours or Italian Buffalo mozzarella tours, boom, (laughs) those people are going to look at her website and go, yes, I want to go with this tour guide to this location because she knows what she's talking about. The more specific you can get in your content, the better. That's really awesome. I seriously got chills while you're talking. Like 
I feel like I was supposed to meet you today. (laughs) Are you, are you craving French patisseries? (laughs) Not, but I do need what you're offering in my business. So (laughs) and if you start specific, you can get more general. Right. If you start specific, you can say, here are, you know, I was talking to somebody who was doing dog food. Okay. Like a dog food content strategy. And they started with, this is the best dog food for boxers. And then this is the best dog food for German shepherds. This is the best dog food for pit bulls. This is the best dog food for golden retrievers. And then they wrote a blog post where they linked to all those and said, best dog food for large breed dogs. And then once they started to rank for best dog food for large breed dogs, they could, they could write about dog food for skin conditions and dog food for, (laughs) you know, what stomach problems, whatever it is. Right. But you know, you're, this company is not going to rank for dog food. Right. But they can rank for a lot of dog food specific terms. That's awesome. You're a genius. Straight up. I I hope so. You are hundred (laughs) percent. Thank you. You mentioned Portland. Are you in Portland? No, I'm in Rochester, New York. I don't know why Portland came to mind. I was going to say, because I love the show Portlandia, and I was going to ask if it was real. (laughs) People are really that weird. I've never been there. Me either. But okay. Interesting. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to, like, we're going to talk after this for sure. (laughs) And where do I send people? I know you said your URL earlier, but where, what are your socials, all that stuff? Yep. So come find me on love at first search. You can download the free SEO starter kit. That's a great place to get started, especially if you're just at that jumping off point. Amanda's making a hand motion to me that she just downloaded it too. (laughs) I'm also on probably my, my favorite places to hang out are Instagram and YouTube. Instagram, you can find me at love at first search. YouTube, you can search for love at first search. Um, I also have a free Facebook group that I'll send you an email about after you get on my email list from the website. So it all, uh, it's all an ecosystem, right? Awesome. I love it. And honestly, love at first search is like the best title of of anything ever. So well done. (laughs) Appreciate it.